0: Oh, that's because the Romans counted time, oddly.
1: What do you mean they counted time, oddly?
0: Requests. Welcome to RequestCast, the request-based podcast. I'm Lewis Powell. And I'm Ben Heaton. And today's request comes from an anonymous requester. The request is a podcast about how
1: awesome it would be to have an eight-day week featuring as the additional day, -day, Funterday, F-U-N-T-E-R-D-A-Y.
0: This is inspired by something you originally said in the comments of a Terror Island strip, right?
1: Yes. In the comments of strip 299 on Terror Island, I indicated that I would seriously advocate an eight-day week. I was not a fan of septu which was the name that I had made up for the seven-day week, or advocacy of the seven-day week. And in particular, I thought there should be an additional day in between Wednesday and Thursday called Funter Day. And then Funter Day would be like a mini-weekend in the middle of the week. So that was the basic idea. And while I know from a practical standpoint that it will never, ever happen...
0: Yeah, the current week system is pretty entrenched at this point. I mean, there's a time
1: in the history of every great idea when the opposite idea was entrenched.
0: Right? Sure. There may be counterexamples to that, but your point is taken.
1: No, no. I think we need to go over a counterexample, and I'm going to choose for mine Roman numerals. There was a time when I come over with my decimal recurring numeral system that's not based on letters of the Roman alphabet, and I say to you, Ben, we should write down numbers this way, and you, Ben, with your pessimism, say to me, Lewis. Why would I ever write down that crazy squiggly number instead of the letter V if I want to talk about five things? And I say, just you wait, Ben, one day, all of our numbers will be these crazy squiggly ones instead of the Roman letters. What say you to that?
0: Well, first of all, the Arabic numerals had actually been around for a very long time before their popularization in Europe. It wasn't like a new system that was suddenly introduced as a constructed replacement So what you're suggesting is that if we stumble across a
1: civilization that has had an eight-day week instead of a seven-day week, you would accept the parallel to the uh, Arabic-Roman numeral conflict?
0: I would, because we would need to be able to synchronize our dating system with that civilization, so one of us is going to change our system of weeks.
1: I mean, would we? The Hebrew calendar and the Julian calendar never bothered fixing their months to line up. Because fundamentally, the important units of time in calendaring are day and then something like year.
0: It depends on how close emerging these groups have. Like, if somebody from this eight-day civilization moved near me and he and I need to schedule meeting up somewhere, I might say next Thursday, and we'd need some way for him to know what that meant. Right. It could be that the two groups would just be able to convert back and forth by looking things up whenever that happened, but that's inconvenient in the long run.
1: No, no, that seems crazy convenient. You just have a big old book that you carry around. It's like, oh, when they say next Thursday, they
0: mean... I'm picturing an app on my phone.
1: Oh, yeah. That makes more sense than a large book. But, you know, we need a solution that works for everybody, even people without smartphones.
0: The ancient Romans actually had an eight-day week at one point, and for a while they tried maintaining both that and the seven-day week as systems, but, well, you can tell what happened.
1: Okay, I have two questions about that. One, did they really have an eight-day week? And then two, why did they try and maintain both simultaneously?
0: They really did. It was called the Nundinal cycle. There's an eight-day market week based on, uh, I think it was around before the Romans, maybe Etruscans.
1: I'm looking this up. This is crazy.
0: Well, there have been a lot of different week systems. There have been 10-day weeks for, you know, going metric.
1: Wait, hang on. Nundinal is related to the root for 9, not 8.
0: Oh, that's because the Romans counted time oddly. <laughs>
1: what do you mean they counted time oddly?
0: You know the Ides system, like the Ides of March? No. All right, so each month has an Ides in it. It's either the 13th or 15th, depending on the month. Okay. The Romans would use this as sort of a reference date for things. Like, you wouldn't say you're going to be somewhere on March 13th. You'd say you're going to be there three days before the Ides of March. And you'll notice March 13th is actually two days before the Ides of March. But when they were counting backwards from these reference dates, the Ides itself would count as one.
1: So if it was happening on the Ides of March, would you say one day before the Ides of March?
0: I think you'd just say on the Ides of March, but for the day before that, you'd say like two before it.
1: Do they not have the concept zero yet? Is that is this related to that?
0: It might be related to that. In general, they had a lot of odd time stuff going on, and their systems are ridiculous.
1: Here's what it seems to me like. Romans probably never were able to keep any of their appointments ever.
0: The best part is, let's say you want to meet someone a couple days after the Ides of March, then you're counting backwards from the calends of the following month. You don't count forwards ever? I think it was all backwards. Why wouldn't you ever say, like, the day after the Ides of March? Well, because it's more convenient to say however many days before the calends of April, and for however many, you just need to remember how many days there are in March and do some subtraction.
1: Now, their months were more evenly distributed than ours, though, right?
0: Well, that changed throughout the Roman Empire. I mean, this is a long period, and they did have calendar changes. Right. Fair enough. Also, I should point out that their system isn't quite as ridiculous as I'm saying, because it's not as though they're thinking March 20th and then trying to convert that to what they need to say. They're just thinking in terms of their ridiculous system to begin with.
1: (laughs) I don't think that makes their system better. I think that makes them less absurd individually.
0: Yeah, it makes it better than if they were internalizing our system, but somehow couldn't express themselves that way. (laughs) So there is some precedent for the idea of eight day weeks is the upshot of all that.
1: Right, but I can't adopt their name for it unless I want to sound completely crazy since they called it Nundinal, which means nine
0: rather than eight. Right, and I don't know what names they gave to the individual days, so I'm not sure what they would be using in place of your funter day.
1: For the market week, they have eight days marked A through H in the Roman alphabet. That is eight letters.
0: Yeah, though I wouldn't put past them to have somehow used seven or nine letters to name their eight days.
1: Yeah, (laughs) So Okay, so that talks about the historical precedent. Now I think we should talk about the benefits and virtues.
0: Right, why is this good?
1: Assuming worldwide instantaneous adoption. Rather than, let's not worry about, like, convincing people to sign on board. Let's just talk about, imagine the system were in place and people were using it.
0: How much better would it be?
1: And here's how much better it would be. Think about how the week really drags by the time you get to Thursday. You wake up Thursday and you're like, God, why is it not Saturday already? That's your first thought Thursday morning.
0: And then on Friday, you're thanking God that it's Friday. I usually thank goodness that it's Friday. Is that what the restaurant TGIF officially stands for now? That's a good question. What do you mean now? Do you think they used to be thank God it's Friday? If I had to guess without looking up, I would guess that it doesn't actually stand for anything. It's like ABC, the network, not the first few letters of the alphabet. No, no, the network, they had it mean, thank goodness it's funny. Wait, not even Friday? No, it's thank goodness it's funny. Well, that's ridiculous.
1: I mean, it was obviously a nod to... Thank goodness it's
0: funny? What What does that even mean? The shows.
1: Thank goodness the shows
0: are funny. Wait, no, I thought we were talking about the restaurant. No, I
1: thought you were talking about the ABC.
0: Who's on first? Oh, no, I was saying like ABC in that their name doesn't officially stand for anything at this point. Like they changed it to just ABC.
1: Oh, I see. I was confused because ABC used to have a Friday night lineup called TGIF.
0: Right. Yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) All right. It does make sense for them to call that. Thank goodness it's funny.
1: Okay. TGI Fridays. The company asserts. Wow. Wikipedia is awesome. (laughs) This is in the first paragraph. (laughs) The company asserts that it stands for Thank Goodness It's Friday, although as of 2010, some television commercials for the chain have also made use of the alternative phrase Thank God It's Fridays. So their official name is TGI Fridays, and they claim that it stands for Thank Goodness It's Friday.
0: Alright, right, so this is an important enough issue that they have had to make statements about it that Wikipedia then reports on rather oddly. Yes. The cover page of their menu says, thank goodness it's Friday. But they might be just... That could be a coincidence. So
1: Thursday morning you wake up then, and you're like, Ah, I can't believe I have to go in to work again. Wouldn't it be nice to just get this one day to lay in my bed all day? Maybe not all day. Maybe you don't want to lay in your bed all day. Maybe you want to go to the park. Maybe you want to go for a swim. Maybe you want to go fishing, right? Right. For some reason, I'm only thinking of things that, like, Huck Finn did. I want to build a raft. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're doing something on the Mississippi. This is what you get to spend that day doing if it's an extra day of the week and it's a weekend.
0: Uh, Lewis. Yeah. You should call it Day. <laughs> oh, Ben, I hate you so much. <sighs> Alright, so the idea is that you put this extra day of rest in the middle of the week. Yeah. To break up the tedium. Would also work to stick with the seven-day week, but move the two weekend days. So they're not adjacent. Oh, God, no. I mean, that does mean you don't get a long enough weekend to do major things.
1: Ugh, Ben, that is the worst idea I think I've ever heard. Ever. Probably not the worst idea I've ever heard, ever. But it is, it's horrifying.
0: The way I would put it, the main problem with that is that with the current system, Saturday night, you don't have any obligations. You can just do whatever you want late into the evening. That's right. And if you have just two one-day weekends throughout the week, then neither of them give you that. Though you do get the previous evening. Let's say you switch Wednesday and Sunday. Then Saturday night, you can no longer stay up as late. But you can on Tuesday evening and Friday evening.
1: But you're also exhausted on Tuesday and Friday because you were at work all
0: day. That's true. It's really the Sunday experience that you're missing, then, rather than the Saturday one.
1: No, no, you're missing the Saturday experience as well.
0: Well, you're sort of getting that, but in a Friday night sense.
1: No, because we already have Friday night. Just call it the Friday night experience. You get two Friday nights and two Sundays and no Saturday.
0: And as I see it, the Sunday experience is having a day when you don't need to do anything following another day when you didn't need to do anything work-related. That's a
1: weird way to think about Sundays.
0: I think of Sundays as a day where you don't have to do anything followed by
1: a day where you have to do stuff. Let me be clear, by the way, like many people, I actually don't have some sort of fictional 1950s job thing where I literally work just nine to five on weekdays and don't work on the weekends. And most people, I think, probably don't have that. I think a lot of people work six day weeks, seven day weeks
0: or even variable schedules. I think that's getting pretty common.
1: Yeah, but let's look at, like, students in a classroom or a school setting, college or high school or whatever. Which
0: is relevant to your job. Part of my job. I have parts
1: of my job that don't come and go with the classes.
0: Right, you're not entirely about teaching.
1: Right. But let's just look at the students. So you're a college student, let's say.
0: Well, when I was a college student, my schedule would vary semester by semester, and sometimes there would be days in the middle of the week when I didn't have a class. And wasn't that awesome? It was. Okay, then I don't see why you're objecting to the fun day plan. Here's why I'm objecting. Part of what was awesome was if I had it so that Monday or Friday I didn't have any classes, because then it was a three-day weekend every week.
1: Yeah, if you could have gotten both Monday and Friday, if you'd stacked all your classes on Tuesday and Thursday, you would have had a four-day weekend, day of class, day of weekend, day of class.
0: I knew people who did that.
1: Now, that, I think, might be too much weekend.
0: Yeah, it also might be too much to do on Tuesdays and Thursdays. One would imagine. By the way, why is it called Funter Day? Because it's a day for fun. But shouldn't you be trying to have fun every day? Lewis, shouldn't every day be Funter Day? But that's
1: like you asking me if it's called Sunday, why isn't the weather cloudy the rest of the week?
0: We don't call it Sunday to describe what's happening that day. We call it that to honor (laughs) the sun.
1: Well, then we're going to call it Funter
0: Day to honor the fun-ter. Well, that's different from saying that we have fun on that day.
1: I said it's a day for having fun. I didn't say we have fun on that day. So the downside, a downside to this, is that we get far fewer weeks in a year. Well, not far fewer. We get 45 and a half instead of like 52 and an eighth.
0: That's not a big difference. Number of weeks in a month stays pretty close. It's true. Number of weeks
1: in a month stays pretty close. But that's largely because it was already an approximation to say four.
0: Here's a potential problem. Anything you have now that happens once a week happens less often. Like, I'm part of a game night group that meets up once a week for board games. I would be playing fewer board games under your system.
1: That's not clear at all. I don't know why you're assuming that you wouldn't take the extra day and add why you wouldn't do like two meetings every three weeks. Sorry, three meetings every two weeks.
0: Because that's harder to schedule. No. That's a lot harder to schedule. Right now, it's very easy. Each week, this group meets. With your system now, you have to remember to change that from week to week. Do you meet the same day every week? No.
1: Okay, here's a plan then.
0: Keep doing whatever
1: you're already doing about meeting days. Then add a meeting on fun today.
0: So twice a week?
1: Yeah, sure. Board games are awesome.
0: So I like board games, so I'd be fine with that. But that is a substantial increase in frequency. Right. Two times 45
1: rather than one times
0: 52. Which is 52. (laughs) Those math skills are what I bring to this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Wouldn't you rather have
1: 90 times of playing board games per year? I would. Well, then problem solved. Or rather, problem wasn't really a problem at all.
0: What about things like trash pickups, which are usually done on a weekly schedule? You don't want to have that happen once a week and an extra time every funter day.
1: No, you don't need to do that! My trash pickup is on Fridays. It would still just be on Fridays.
0: Okay, so there's going to be a larger volume of trash each trash pickup day.
1: Yeah, it's going to be like one and one-seventh as much trash. Yeah. You might think it would be better to have slightly fewer trash pickups than we currently have, but still have them with perfect regularity, because you wouldn't want to just have, like, weeks missing where they don't pick up your trash. Yeah, definitely. Adjusting the number of days in the week, but maintaining a weekly schedule would do that perfectly.
0: But what if it happens that the system we have is set up so that trash pickups are optimally placed? What if seven days between a pickup is the perfect time for the right amount of trash to accumulate? What is the right amount of trash? I don't know, however much you get in seven days. What if that schedule is the best of all possible worlds? It's not, because here's what we would do.
1: In that unlikely scenario, we combine the funterday Day change with, get this, a campaign to encourage people to reduce, reuse, and recycle more. Decreasing the amount of trash, and thus restoring <laughs> optimal frequency. But not too much. Just encourage them to slightly reduce.
0: Just by one-seventh.
1: Yeah. No, one-eighth?
0: By the appropriate amount.
1: Yes. Fix that in post.
0: I'm going to leave it that way. Fair
1: enough. So changing to a five-day week, for instance, would change it so that the year always starts and ends, give or take leap years, on the same day of the week?
0: I believe the Soviet Union tried a five-day week once.
1: How did that work out for them?
0: Not well. People kept wanting to use the seven-day week.
1: Oh. It's not that the five-day week had problems, except for uptake. It may have. I'm not sure.
0: We don't know. I think there were also issues there with the importance of the seven-day week in religion.
1: Yeah, we're setting aside the uptake issues. We're talking about practical...
0: Well, when adopting it, are people going to need to also keep track of which day is Sunday in the old system so that they can go to church then?
1: No, no, no. We're assuming that they've allowed that we've smushed an extra day into the week, and not that there's two different week systems with confusingly similar names.
0: I think some religious groups are going to object to that.
1: But I, we're pretending that they're not,
0: Ben. All right. So we're pretending that these practical problems do not exist. But that's a practical problem with uptake. This isn't with uptake. We adopt this, then a year later, how are the churches handling it? <laughs> but in the world where they adopt it, Ben,
1: they decided to be okay with it. That's what happened.
0: All right. So this is the hypothetical utopia where everybody decides, oh, Fanteu day is a great idea.
1: <laughs> yeah. But no, that wouldn't automatically fix your trash pickup problem. No. Which turned out not to have been a problem at all, but even had it
0: been a problem. Right, it turned out to in fact be an opportunity to get people to recycle more. (laughs) Yeah. Recycling pickups are also weekly.
1: Yeah, but my guess is that we're nowhere near the optimal amount of recycling. That's fair. People could recycle a lot more.
0: I could recycle a lot more.
1: What else happens on a weekly schedule?
0: Uh... The Scrabble group I'm in?
1: That's not part of your
0: board game? No, it's Scrabble specific. Fair enough. That meets on the second and fourth Mondays of each month. And with your system, there might not even be a fourth Monday.
1: True. You guys could just meet on funter day then.
0: That complicates the rules for when the Scrabble group meets, though. Right now, it's very simple. Second and fourth Mondays of each month.
1: Is there always a two Mondays in a month? Sorry, are there always four Mondays in a month?
0: There are always four. Sometimes there are five.
1: Wait, what about in February?
0: Nope, you're right. Yeah, it's just enough. February is going to seem even shorter in your system. They'll be squished into a smaller space vertically on calendars.
1: (laughs) Oh, so day planners would have to be redesigned pretty drastically.
0: Yeah, well, we'd be redesigning a lot of systems around this.
1: Yeah. I think museums would have to have fun today also be a free day, because otherwise we're drastically reducing the number of free days.
0: Well, then we're drastically increasing it. We're increasing it to three-eighths instead of two-sevenths.
1: How drastic is that?
0: Two-sevenths is like 28 point something percent. Three-eighths is thirty-seven and a half percent.
1: That doesn't sound so drastic.
0: It's pretty drastic. That's almost 10 percent.
1: Yeah, but 10 percent more free museums sounds pretty good.
0: Not if you're the museum and you depend on money. (laughs) Did you ever think of that? What if you were the museum?
1: Here's the solution. We levy a
0: tax to increase funding for the museums. You're basically using this as an opportunity for corrective social reform.
1: (laughs) Most of my ways to solve the problem are interventionist government policies to make life better in general.
0: (laughs) Not to make life better, to make it approximate how good it was in the seven-day system. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you're not doing this because you want people to recycle more. You're doing this because you want people to recycle enough that it fixes the weekly pickup problem.
1: There was no weekly pickup problem for garbage. Let's be clear on that. But with the museum system, you'll note that I've made it easier for the average citizen to go to the museum. And the tax is redistributive. So we're doing a better job of making the arts accessible to people.
0: Well, you know I'm not going to be against a pro-museum measure.
1: Right. Living as you do in the city of magnificent distances.
0: Yeah, uh, where we can go into museums for free every day. Some museums.
1: Most of the museums. Not the museum.
0: Yeah. Museum policies may vary.
1: Oh, also, sorry, super important. There's a particular Beatles song that we would need to do something about if we were to switch to Add Funter Day in.
0: Wait, are you talking about changing yesterday to Funter Day? No. I can't believe that's where your mind went. Funter <laughs>
1: The Beatles have a song called Eight Days a Week. It would need to be nine days a week to retain its intended
0: effect. (laughs) Or we could just leave it there as a reminder of the old way of dating things.
1: Like how we still call it 7-Eleven, even though it's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, instead of from
0: 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. Right, or like how we still talk about Lobster Thermidor, even though we don't use the French Revolutionary Calendar. All right. I believe we have satisfied the request. I think
1: so. Well... It's interesting. We've done the opposite. We've done a podcast about all the problems there would be to have an eight-day week featuring as the additional day fun today.
0: Now, you're talking about the selling points of this, too.
1: Yes. They were all Huck Finn related, if I recall correctly. <laughs> telling you Finterday. today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what we've learned is... I think I'm in
0: favor of this.
1: Really? I thought you were against it. I've started to turn around. I'm not, I'm not as clear that I'm in favor of it anymore.
0: I think there were more issues with it than you were presenting it as at first, but they all seem surmountable.
1: Provided we can levy taxes on people to have government programs that fix the problems that we would create by switching to the eight-day system.
0: If you're in a position to institute fun today in the first place, then I think you can do that.
1: Fair enough. So long live fun today. Enjoy your day off between Wednesday and Thursday. <laughs> 9 9 days a
0: week Requestcast is powered by the requests of listeners like you. You can send us your requests on the web at podcast.requestcomics.com or visit our forum at timefan.com.